Colin? Are you gonna be that that dad at the Y, shooting up hoops, schooling the schooling the kids? Like the guy that plays like slightly too intense. Yep. Yeah, that that's the dream <laughs> to have that rigor. <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> to have I, that I drive always... at fifty, that try that hard at a pickup game. <laughs> I see Colin as like Adam Sandler when he's playing. Oh no. That's a bad thing, I think. I think that's definitely an insult. <laughs> Does that make you Kevin James, Leo? <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, set in screen. I got ball. <laughs> I got ball. No way! Excellent! Lucas. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women. Wrong. Assemble. No! Welcome to First Recess. My name is Leo. My name is Colin. And welcome back to our little podcast of a show. Uh, we're recording this on the day before Thanksgiving. So our stomachs are still not full. But we are in, in the process of making some yummy food. Colin, what are you preparing? I'm preparing a beautiful dish of green beans. Um, I'm aware of the ease at which (laughs) preparing green beans is, (laughs) and I am excited about that, but they're yummy. It's vinegar, garlic, salt, pepper, some oil. That's about it. Mm, Sounds titillating. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, What are we making over here? Making a butternut squash soup. Chopping up some onions. Uh, Very nice. The butternut squash is already cubed. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to add some seasoning. It's, I think it's going to come out pretty well. I like that. Do you add any, um, any, any toppings or do you just go clean just the soup? Um, no, it's just basically a lot of seasoning. With, you hit uh, a little walnut? Ooh, no. Should I throw some nuts in there? Something like that. Ooh, actually that would sound pretty good. No, I haven't put any nuts in the soup. There's like a place that I've been to that does that. Oh yeah, that's pretty Ooh. good. Ooh. Do you have a shout out? Do you know the name of it? Uh, it's, it's Boudin. It's like a, Boudin, ooh. It's like, a, it's like a chain thing. Don't you have those out there? No, I don't have, we don't have any oh, Boudin. don't have Boudin? <laughs> No, it's a very San Diego thing. (laughs) Boudin. Oh, how many times can we go sing it out? Boudin. Is it it French? Is it French? Is it Boudin? Yeah, it's like a sourdough bread place. And they serve soups. Soups in the bread. Ooh. Ooh. Sourdough bread soups. Yep. Sourdough bread soups. Oh, I haven't had that in so long. That sounds like so good. A place in San Francisco that's famous for that, right? Yeah. Oof. That sounds so good. Oh, you're making me hungry. And everybody's gonna listen to this after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody's all nice 
Soup cool. sounds good still the next day. That's a that's a smart one for leftovers too. Oh definitely. Right. Very definitely. Clever. Doesn't go bad for at least like three or four days. I hope my green beans hold out. Well, yeah, no. Probably. Probably. We'll see. You'll you'll have to let us you'll have to let the listeners know what happens with your green beans. We'll have survived our quarantine Thanksgiving. Yes. No fires. No fires in this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no super spreader events. Let's start off the podcast with a little bit of uh who knew? Dun dun dun. Who knew? Adding my own sound effects. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. So, first news topic of the day uh, the NC Dinos Korean Series trophy is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Um, so, in South Korea, the NC Dinos clinched the Korean series title with a 4-2 game 6 win over the Doosan Bears this past Tuesday. Um, the standout object of the celebration is the trophy. And Colin, what does this trophy look like? Uh, well, okay, yeah, for those, a, this is a podcast in audio Paint format. a picture. Let me paint a picture. The picture I'm looking at is uh, many players on this Korean baseball team pointing to the sky and one of the Korean players holding what looks like something out of Game of Thrones. I I have not really seen much of that show, but I imagine that's a solid cultural touchstone. It's insane. It looks like it's. I don't know if it is this big, but it looks like it's the size of a player. It is the coolest. Well, we'll take. We'll put the picture up on Instagram and put a little caption on it so you guys can see the picture. But okay. yes, it is the coolest looking trophy because yeah, it's a sword. It's just a crazy looking sword that this team was got was given because they won and i think that should happen everywhere i want a sword i want to see an nba sword at first but uh yeah i've been totally convinced that this is the way to go from here on out definitely and you can make it cooler like every every like country has their own different like medieval or different like heritage with Right, weaponry, past weaponry. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I don't know. England can have like the big long swords. I think the one in Cor- this, the Korean one. I don't know. It just feels like something out of a, like you said, Game of Thrones or something out of like an anime, where like in anime or in like video games or TV shows from Japan, mm-hmm. uh, the main main characters usually have like a gun or or even a, just like a sword but it's not just your typical like sword that's like a normal size in comparison to your body they're like over the top 
gigantic sword, like two lengths of the person's body, and for some reason they can still carry it with one hand. Logic has no meaning in the Japanese anime or animation, but, but it cool still looks awesome. For a trophy. Yes. You know, I was just thinking, I was trying to think what the, uh, I think the major leagues, it's just a bunch of flags, right? Like it's gold. Mm-hmm. It's just got like a bunch of little pendants on it. Yeah. It looks, it looks okay, but it's, uh, man, when you see this, it's no comparison. No comparison. Mm-mm. I am a team KPO on this one. Yes. So that's the first who news. Um, Colin, so we're hearing uh, Dave Chappelle is in the news. The message is cancel Dave Chappelle. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? Cancel Dave Chappelle? So evidently, well, Dave Chappelle is, up, is having a contract dispute uh, and has asked for Netflix to pull all of his content off and he's asked for people to boycott watching the Chappelle show so watching the Chappelle show no longer benefits Dave Chappelle is the argument um yeah when I first saw it I definitely thought this was oh he must have said something you know it's always something stupid like that um Mm -hmm. but yeah this was this was more nuanced than that yeah so apparently we we're not sure with like the whole logistics of the Chappelle show but um, the Chappelle show has been off the air for I want to say over 10 years Uh, so at least so Netflix just got it a week or two ago Uh, CBS All Access has had it for a while and from what Dave Chappelle is saying is that he doesn't get any like he doesn't get any money from the show that he helped like create so all the money and and that was written in the contract, but still kind of, I would assume it's still pretty like effed up. Uh, so what he's trying, what he's trying to do is restructure. So that way it's not like he can get some intellectual property on like a show that he created. And the interesting and the cool thing about this story is that he actually asked the higher ups in Netflix to take down the show because you know he didn't like what it was doing he didn't like he just feels like he's being used so he asked netflix and netflix was like yeah we'll do it for you man so they did it which is pretty cool but they have like an existing partnership like dave Chappelle has stand-up shows on there so it like mm-hmm. it's pretty cool of netflix as a big company to be like no, we're gonna go like no. We'll we'll listen to you. You assume the big companies are gonna be like no. We're keeping everything on there. Yeah, like so, on one yeah. on one part, um, you know, it's it's nice if you're an artist. I suppose it's nice to see if they would protect you that way. Um, but there is also obviously like you're saying that financial incentive that they have. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there, there, there's more money to be made by uh, him making more specials with Netflix, I'm sure, than them having that show on. Be my guess. But, um, yeah, I guess it's it's cool. 
I like Dave Chappelle, so I want to I want to root for this story. I think it's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, same here. Keep doing Dave Chappelle. Keep doing everything you're doing. Well, He's a great comedian. Him. Yeah, he is. Let's and then, I guess we'll leave it there, right? I think when celebrities yeah. become more than that, it becomes problematic. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We won't but get there. They they make interesting news for sure. Exactly. Speaking of celebrities and problematic hey this is the number we one a... celebrity right yes number this one celebrity in the world no celebrity yes so pope francis is in the news and for two reasons so there's a uh 1a and 1b to this story uh we'll start with the good news uh, so the a uh, few NBA players <laughs> are meeting with Pope Francis uh, on social justice issues at the Vatican. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that, Colin? That sounds yeah, about I don't right. know. It sounds kind of vague. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like the you know the, the Catholic Church isn't hasn't been great in terms of delivering justice. <laughs> but <laughs> that's um, true. I think, yeah, I don't know. This guy seems to make, like, good but faith it, efforts in doing things. I mean, you can make that argument, right, if glass full or glass half empty. Um, half full is, like, okay, he's, like, yeah. trying to uh, change an image. Uh, lead into the second B part that you're, but we can elaborate, I guess, a little bit further here first. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I mean, at least in this, more, more recent happened. years. <laughs> yeah, in more recent years, at least we can kind of see the... The Pope, this Pope, Pope Francis, and like the Catholic Church is being a, a more progressive. Um, like Pope Francis has um, outright said that like it's LGBT communities, mm-hmm. and which is a cool thing. Which is what you want to see people to progress in their thoughts and opinions. So that's can just say that's a good thing, and maybe this is just efforts to keep pushing that forward yeah sometimes words are are just words and that's not always a a terrible thing maybe i I think you can make that argument yeah like all right let's just like do better i don't know what do better means but let's try yeah there's nothing there's nothing worse than seeing uh do you remember that picture with trump and uh the pope a few years back um no you'd have to let me let me cue it up you have to enlighten me Oh, there's just a fantastic picture of Trump and the Pope standing next to each other. Trump, I think, is smiling and looking happy. But then you see the Pope's face and he's just like, he's not having it. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll basically like, on the Instagram this, as well. Who is this guy? Uh, big who fan is of this photo. <laughs> so, moving on to uh, the controversial news regarding the Pope. Uh, Pope Francis is Instagram apparently liked a bikini model's photo. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. So, what, why, why, why is this happening in this world right now? Okay. How could so... this happen? <laughs> okay, I've, I've, I've put some thought to it. Okay. The first thought is it's just an aide or somebody right he doesn't actually run his own instagram 
Of course. So yes. I think we we can kind of eliminate him. I think he's kind of off the hook a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then it's just like some like I don't know if you've seen the show Veep, but it reminds me of like just some somebody just screwing up behind the scenes, some guy, you know. Um just like scrolling, I imagine a lonely fellow. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know if we've described um I don't know. We'll, we we can put a link <laughs> in the show yeah. notes. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, like, so it's, it's the very New York post, which kind of gives you an idea of what what it is. Yeah, it's very easy to um, like go through your separate accounts on Instagram. So the aide, the person who has this Instagram, probably has their personal one and the Pope's one back to back. So, right? So he he or she possibly thought they were on their own account and of course and you know, scrolled and liked. But but the thing is when you're scrolling in, in, on Instagram and liking pictures, you're liking multiple pictures. But this was just what they only caught one? It's just a one-off. If it's just a one-off, it it could be the post just a slip as you're, as you're swiping see. maybe I, this, this, nah, but I my question know. is did Pope actually I, swipe Instagram I really can't see it I don't think so that right? I, don't, I don't see if that if that was true if Pope is on his Instagram just like swiping you know, not, up not, just seeing what's new judgment on it you know that would be an interesting thing to find out yeah so yeah that's the uh, that's the controversy of the day Hey, yeah. the Pope is progressive. Okay. Yeah. For the photo, it's it's sort of, even if you didn't mean to like it, it means that it, it was on your feed at some point for some reason. Yeah. You know, it's, that kind of just incriminates. It's, it's slightly incriminating in, in some in some way, no matter what. That's true. It's, just, it's like Instagram's algorithms, man. It's it's very <laughs> weird. Like, of course, like he, if it it's his page, I'm sure he has a bunch of like his things, his topics that he likes. Like yeah, my Instagram, it could just be pictures of like you know uh, Oprah Winfrey and you know Ellen DeGeneres, you know stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, Argentina, anything, <laughs> anything about that. Maybe Ginobili. <laughs> yes. So it's it's right, and it'll just Instagram will always just put something there, just to get at you. It's the devil, man. Well, so the devil just like poking new, little things. Yeah, this is our new life. Yes. We do the best we uh, can. Yeah, exactly. That's what uh, we used to have a priest at our school that said, do the best you can. That's all the Lord asks. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're trying our go. best. Trying our best. Just following the Lord. <laughs> uh, following it loose, flat, following and him And I guess loosely. forgiveness. We forgive you, aid person. Yes. Who accidentally liked it. It's okay. It, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. During this time of year, it's best to be forgive. Speaking uh, of yeah. speaking of that, we have our first guest coming up. Woo! Now, yes. this person... Honored. This person, we've known him for about 25 years. So, a bunch of history. We're going to... We're gonna talk to him about. Oh, that was loud. Huh. 
yeah. like yeah, shook my death. brain. <laughs> shook my brain. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I grew up in a house where you just have to shout in order for anybody to hear you. So when I get excited, I I get loud. <laughs> well, that's that's all because of our guest. Um, we're, we'll talk to him a little about of uh, our olden times, like the first time we met. We'll talk to him about his job. He's got a very interesting job, very interesting stories. Yes. And we might ask him about his first car. It's very interesting, very intriguing. Yeah, he came, he came with some, some, some real heavy hitters. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely uh, excited to have him on. First guest in the books. Uh, kind of the perfect guest to have, like what you're saying. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. We get into that a little bit, um, but but he gets into some interesting things with kind of his his job and what that means during COVID. Um, exactly. Yeah. So well, big ups. I hope you enjoy. All right. All right. Should we start? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, dude, I thought we started already. I mean, yeah, it's recording. Yeah. I mean, we could use that. <laughs> oh, it's recording it already? good to me. <laughs> I kind of like to just start it, you know? It's like, it's not so scary. It's more, it's more stuff I got to edit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably why I like that's it. only I'm forever. Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'll just derail every segment. Go ahead, Leo. Ask a question. No, okay. <laughs> Justin, I got to ask you this question. So... We all know each other for, seems like, 25 years, right? Almost 25. Yes. Seems like a lifetime. Yes. Do you have a first memory of me and then a first memory of Colin? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have oh, a first, me, if you don't have a first, I'll settle for, like, yeah, okay. Fondest. <laughs> like funniest. Uh, I don't even know if I have one. Okay, I, I think I have a couple. I'm trying to think of first though. I could go with, I mean, I, I won't go to first because I don't remember first, but definitely some like funny ones. <laughs> I'll start with you, Leo, since you asked me the question. But oh, God. I remember, I don't know what grade this was, but I remember we trade, you sat in front of me it's probably like second or third grade. You sat in front of me in those tiny desks. And I remember we traded, we brought lunch. And I, I can't remember what I traded you, but you gave me like Skittles or something. We're trading snacks. So we traded. And so I had your Skittles and you have my like bag of chips or whatever. And I remember you turned around and you were kind of like making eye contact with me. And I was like really shy and quiet. You took back your Skittles but you made like eye contact with me and you were like pulling it like really closely. Like I was like, you're waiting for me to like stop you. And I didn't say anything. And you just like took it and then turned around. <laughs> and I remember I didn't want to like say anything like, you know, like call on the teacher for anything like that. But I was just like, so avoiding confrontation that I remember you stole like my Skittles. You got the bag of chips and the Skittles. Um, <laughs> I was a hungry boy. I was a hungry and then boy. I remember man. another that, like, time. Perfectly yeah. sums up the dynamic, I think. <laughs> right? At that age. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, He's just like testing the limit. And then I remember. Uh, the fuck? Ah, dude. 
Um, and then there was another time, dude, I remember you brought like your Pokemon cards to school. This is probably like a year or two later. And I shouldn't, <laughs> I think it was like Michael Lean, someone had taken your Pokemon card and you were like trying to get it back. And it, was, it ended up being like, that turned into it like a game of tag where you're chasing after Michael Lean and you're trying to grab your Pokemon card back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just outrunning you. And I remember you were getting like really flustered, like, give it back. And he was just like running away from me every time you have it or you're trying to grab it. <laughs> and I remember, yeah. I, I think I tried to help you because I, I was into Pokemon too. And I'm like, what card is that? And you like told me what it was. And I'm like, oh, let's get it back. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have been like, hell no, dude, you never gave, you never gave me back my Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, those, those are like the two earliest memories I have, dude, of you. Um, <laughs> I like those. I like those memories. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm trying to go, Colin. <laughs> so, Colin, I remember probably the same age, dude, like second or third grade. I think Colin, you sat behind me one year, and uh, I remember with the our teacher whoever it was back then made us have like school supplies, like, you know, like a long list of school supplies. And I remember we had to have hand sanitizer. And I remember you, like we switched, this was like a newly arranged seating, seating, like, you know, seating chart thing. And you were like freshly sitting behind me. And I remember you were like, hey, do you want some hand sanitizer? I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Put my hand out and you gave me like a pump of your, whatever you had in that, in your, uh, I thought it was hand sanding and it ended up being soap. And you, <laughs> I remember you told me, oh my, and I thought it was a prank prank. And you're like, my mom got me the wrong one. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't like do anything with it. It's not being absorbed. And it was just like soap all over my hands. <laughs> oh my God, and I remember dude. thinking like, it was more, I was like, it, I turned from like mini upset from being like a prank, like, oh, you got me to like, <laughs> First of all, like, oh, I love shit. how both of these stories are things like <laughs> shitty things me and Leo did. <laughs> so bad. Uh, well, that's two, how I like describes how dumb I was. <laughs> <laughs> or I am, I don't know. And then oh, three, God, describe like, me just, how selfish like, I how, am. Like, <laughs> removed my family is from like being able to like buy shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's funny if you like kept it, dude, like, instead of, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah. what's funny is you kept it, dude, like, what are you going to do with, like, soap in your desk, <laughs> other than, like, prank people, <laughs> I would have, like, got rid of it or something. <laughs> I should have just pretended it was a prank, I could have looked cooler that way. Maybe. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like my you. mom got me the wrong one. <laughs> oh, man, those are, like, pretty perfect, I think. Uh, yeah definitely oh man i don't know maybe i still am that way but it always feels like when you look back you're like how was i that dumb yeah i mean i think we've all done dumb stuff back in the day or continue to do it today maybe am i just speaking for myself like that's what am i gonna say that's i want people to hear <laughs> uh, that's true so justin here's a hard-hitting question for you 
How's it like being a paramedic during a pandemic? Ooh, it's well, it's yeah, it's it's pros. Well, there's pros and cons. The good part is, for a little while, only like in the beginning, like say like March, April, May, before the summer. The pros were call volumes were down. People like only needed to go to the hospital if it was like you know critical, life threatening. You know, on like a like I need to go right now to the emergency mm-hmm. department because without the Rona, before pre Rona, people would you know facilities people would be going for stuff that isn't so much related to urgent care, but is stuff that isn't so critical it could be what you know they could wait for a doctor's appointment it's something that you know can wait and can be scheduled so -hmm. for a little while our call volumes were down and it was awesome i was getting sleep at night i was getting to eat my lunch around lunchtime (laughs) it's It's, yeah there was more education for healthcare facilities for nurses for you know doctors and all that it was just like, it lightened our load so much that it was night and day difference. And I remember thinking like, holy crap, like this is how it's going to be the whole pandemic. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like a pan, well, you know, it felt like a pandemic at the time, but I remember thinking like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm going to get exposed. It's only a matter of time before we get it, spread it amongst like our team members and all that. But um, yeah, so I remember thinking like, wow, like this is like, this ain't so bad. And, you know, that was back in March, April, May, things kind of returned back to normal with, you know, uh, SNF facilities, skilled nursing facilities started to like kind of isolate their patients. If, you know, people would go out for appointments all the time, like bed confined patients and all that. That's what they use this for. When they would go out to like their appointments and stuff, they'd be like stuck in like these isolation rooms because they're, you know, have a greater chance of getting COVID when they leave their facilities. So um, things kind of returned back to normal, but it did kind of suck for patients at these like facilities because they had like a zero tolerance for family members and visitors. So it kind of did suck to see like some of our patients that are regulars, that would kind of be like, you know, it's kind of like what we're all uh, experiencing in terms of not seeing family, not seeing friends, loved ones, like, I can't imagine what it's like to like, you know, be stuck at a at a facility and not be able to see my family for months at a time. Yeah. Like only talk to them over the phone and not see them. So uh, that was kind of the downer part. I kind of empathize with those people because, you know, I, I don't see my mom for a little while and I'm kind of like, you know, I feel a little homesick, like I moved out of state or something. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the cons as well as, you know, having to deal with the Rona getting I think of one call where we had a patient do not resuscitate do not intubate she's only being kept alive she's like 98 years old and is on a BiPAP mask which you know long story short is keeping her keeping like air in her lungs not letting her lungs deflate and she had the Rona and we have these um, what's it called I guess filters, viral filters that you can attach to like, you know, certain pieces of equipment, except Mm -hmm. for this mask. We can't attach a viral filter for this mask. So she's Mm -hmm. shooting the Rona out from these two relief valves 
like high pressure Rona being like shot out of a cannon from these like basically these little ports, these little chimneys. And we're like, hell no. <laughs> like our first line of defense should be patient wears a mask, you know, or, you know, we wear gowns and stuff, but that's like a last line of defense. That shouldn't be a first right. line of defense. And she, it was, she wasn't going to the emergency department. She was already at a hospital. She was just being discharged for hospice, which means, hey, I'm just going to die on my own. And I just, I remember thinking like, we're, we might have to refuse this call because like she's, this was like the first time we got, you know, this, uh, this call where it's, you know, Rona patient going to hospice. She needs an ambulance. She needs a respiratory therapist. She has heart history, but it was kind of like, why does she need the medics? Because we can't do anything for her. She's DNR, DNI. So I remember thinking, I mean, we ended up having to refuse a call just because we didn't want to be exposed to the Rona um, for this uh, for this discharge. But it was it was tough though because yeah, it's it's only an option because you know we don't want to get the Rona. Um, you know, she can be. Like why expose your medics through a three person crew to the Rona? Um, like again, like it would have been a totally different story. She's going to the emergency room. We can go lights and sirens, limit that time we're in the back with her. But uh, what's it called? We, you know, it was, we're a three, uh, three person crew. So I was driving in this call. My medic partner was gonna attend. Respiratory therapist was going to attend as well. So it was up to them to make the decision. And I just back them up with our company. But um, yeah, it's one of the only perks of being a private ambulance is, hey, I got to speak up on this. You know, I'm going to like, we're going to get the Rona on this call. You have a, you know? a little more rights mm-hmm. there, actually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it had to do with this piece of equipment because normally life saving equipment, like that, you know, if she was going to go to the, if we picked her up from home, we wouldn't have that BiPAP. She's already on it at the hospital. So we would use our equipment that we can attach that viral filter for and go, you know, straight shot lights and sirens to the hospital and, you know, do what we got to do. But this BiPAP was the, basically something that we don't normally use. And uh, yeah, um, it was just like one of those things that we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to do the best we can not to get it. And in this case, that machine that they, or not machine, that piece of equipment that they had around in the hospital is going to expose, you know, three other people. It's better to have one person have the Rona than three, you know, four in this case. So well, that's our justification cool, yes. was, you know, body substance isolation seems safety. Yeah. Like that, that autonomy in, in, within a workplace that sounds kind of rare these days <laughs> to be a, you know, usually there's so much bureaucracy surrounding things. So you're able to say, hey, this doesn't make sense and actually changes it. That sounds rare <laughs> in, a, in, you know, in a modern workplace. Yeah. But again, like normally it's, it was the first time that like normally we, we have patients with COVID. They wear a mask. It limits the exposure. Um, or, you know, like uh, we do the best we can to keep, you know, keep a distance and all that. Um, but in this case, it was just like, you know, they're, you know, it was unfortunate for us because I felt like an EMT crew, um, could have handled this call, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, 
there's only so many medics at our company. Like why send the medics for this call? If we're, you know, we're kind of hands off on this patient. Yeah. I don't know anything about that world. Um, I know, uh, another person we know is like in the nursing field and it sounds like things didn't seem that different. You know, like what you were saying, it was actually a little slower at the beginning. Um, is it kind of ramping up again now? That's what I know. I've just heard kind of tacitly in the news. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really kept up as, as, uh, I was like back in like, uh, I want to say the summertime, um, you could actually see stats. It's like public information. If you go to a website, how many like facilities are reporting COVID, how many hospitals are reporting COVID is even kind of hard to tell what, which stats are true and which are not. Cause I was hearing reports that, you know, COVID cases are skyrocketing, but you know, causes of death or cause, you know, say a cause of death was for COVID. I was hearing that hospitals are reporting it that way because of, you know, they get like more funding if it was COVID related, you know, they'd, you know, receive more funding, more money. Um, it was just kind of weird. Like sometimes you'd see it, like sometimes we'd like, we'd have those asymptomatic patients that had it, went to the hospital, got the tests, COVID positive, and they just send them out. They're going back, either back home, back to a facility, back to a rehab place, um, just to quarantine. Cause like, there's nothing the hospital can do for them, you know, other than if their body's really weak and all that, but at least, hey, better safe than sorry, they were there, got checked out. Now they're being, doctors saying it's okay for them to be away from the hospital. But uh, yeah, I would say like cases were going up for a little while. And, but as of now, it's, it doesn't seem like it's skyrocketing, but, you know, I do expect, I feel it's expected with flu season here and around the corner that, you know, people are going to be all, all of a sudden, you know, congested flu like symptoms. Um, but, you know, now, now the COVID's kind of floating around. I mean, I, I expect it to kind of maybe not skyrocket, but to go up now that we kind of have, you know, they're not implementing new protocols and they're not, they're not implementing new plans. Um, I feel like they can keep a lid on things. Hopefully if people don't get, you know, lazy and bad, uh, what's the word? Bad habits, you know, like if nurses gown up the right way, we all do our part with personal protective equipment. I think it could keep a lid on things. Justin being on here as our first guest, this allows us to introduce our first and hopefully the most popular segment that will ever be on First Recess. <laughs> and this segment is called My First Car. <laughs> so the premise of this segment, Justin and Colin, is tell us a story your like favorite story, most fondest story of your first car. That it could be your own first car. It could be the first time you drove in a car or were driven in a car. But like your best memory with cars. With a car. Justin, take the floor. Okay, my first, I'll go with my first car. 
I nicknamed Dolores. She was uh, a Ford Ranger. She's no longer with us. Um, R.I.P. May 1st, 2008. Hashtag. I caused a... <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how she, uh, why she's no longer with us. I caused this huge traffic jam at school, on my way to school, uh, high school. And uh, my fondest memory was I had a class project with some friends. I know Nolan was in it. And we had to do a, a, a driving school video. I think it was for economics class. And my car was in it. And I remember having to drive really shitty and hitting hitting a curb, going too closely on a turn and trying to miraculously drive good after taking this driving class. <laughs> and I just remember shooting that, shooting those scenes were like the best. <laughs> yeah. I'll pass it over to you, Colin. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, it's funny how uh, quickly we let like teenagers drive. Like you just, oh, hey, drive with this guy like three times. All right, you're good. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, the Yeah, my first car with my white privilege my parents bought for me is a Isuzu Rodeo. And uh, we had many fun times in that car. My my favorite part of that car was, I, don't know, I just thought it was so cool. I At the time, the song Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers was like super in. And I was super into that band. And I drove down like past the high school and I was like playing that song real loud. And I just thought it was like the coolest <laughs> around. <laughs> I got my shitty like Azuzu rodeo. Uh, but yeah, that was like the best time I ever had in that car, I think. <laughs> that, that, it, that is my submission for my favorite first car story. I think. Right? Yeah, I think we're good. Thanks, much, thanks for having me on, bro, Chachos. Uh, All right, dude. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for uh, for hopping on to the pod. Thanks for joining us. First guest. Guest number one. Watch, it's just a reoccurring guest. <laughs> and two and three. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> How many times do I have to do this? You signed a contract, Justin. Yeah. We have you in paper. Consent was just uh, starting the talk on the on this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, but for real, thanks for uh, doing that. I know this is probably a weird thing. <laughs> but it's yeah, fun. I think so. it's been fun so far. Uh, you have an honorary spot in the logo. I don't know if you've seen it yourself. You know what's funny is uh, I wouldn't have noticed until Leo pointed it out. Yeah, I didn't know it was you either. Was I was cool. just like, why is there a kid in the middle of our face? Because <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I didn't see Justin on a scooter or something. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like last week. I was like, oh. It's like this tiny <laughs> thing. <you know? laughs> it's it's just funny. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. We'll let you get. We'll let you go. Alrighty, guys. I'll let you finish finish the dishes <laughs> over there. <laughs> Is it lasagna? I'm gonna have dinner right now. I think it's lasagna. <laughs> it's Chinese. Oh, <laughs> oh, we are noodle folk here. Nice. I like, right. you like a good pad thai. 
All righty, guys. All right. All right, I'm going to wrap peace. it up. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yep, same, same. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. All righty. Later. Later. Woo! Well, that was fun. That was our friend, Justin. Known him for a very long, long time. Had a few stories. Nut, nutty stories, right, Colin? I mean, uh, very enlightening. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's always uh, on point with his delivery, too. Uh, That's true. You need somebody at a campfire to tell you a story of work related that's your guy that's your guy i mean no, especially during this time <laughs> man he you know just i mean just the job stuff alone uh besides the fact that <laughs> he told stories where i like how his stories about us too like i said before like it was both of us just like being like <laughs> yes. <total> a-holes <laughs> yep. that bears repeating <laughs> that sounds about right that sounds about right so um, i thought we'll, that was kind of perfect yeah we'll definitely have have him on a few more times and that way we could definitely get into more of like uh high school days college days there you go we have many many stories the well to is tell. deep it is very deep and yeah we, we were glad that he was on and he could join us Alrighty, now it's on to the best segment on first recess I think I've said that already. <laughs> and this is the best, best. The best, best. This is the best, best. And what segment is this, Colin? This is the segment that nobody asked for. No. Uh, <laughs> this is the segment. What are you reading? What are you watching? Where are you going? Oh, where's the oomph, Colin? Where's the oomph? <laughs> All right. I got this. 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 Okay. <laughs> now we're <laughs> now we're going to what we're watching, what we're reading, and where we're going. <laughs> woo woo! <sighs> what are you watching, Colin? Um, let's see. I have not been watching anything. I'll, I think I'll forego that segment if it's so allowed. Um. What I have been reading, or trying to read, Mm -hmm. uh, I subscribe to my local newspaper. And my local newspaper can barely ever get me my subscription. I've tried to unsubscribe. (laughs) Uh, I've really tried, you know, with these people. I've tried to unsubscribe as well, and then they they just keep really trying to get the delivery out. Um, So it's been a tug of war, but I've been reading my local newspaper. Uh, I hope it's not owned by... Viacom or anything like that, <laughs> um, but it's 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 kind of fun to, to subscribe to the newspaper and it's something um, not Twitter <laughs> for myself. Yeah, <laughs> it it just sounds like every subscription service that everybody has. I mean, I think Netflix, Hulu, all those make it easier to like unsubscribe. But remember when things first started and you subscribe to something and then you just like you keep seeing ten, ten dollars. going away every month and you're like I need to unsubscribe then you try and do it and they made it so complicated to be like oh this is so frustrating screw it I'm just gonna spend the money 
Yeah, it gets so convoluted now too. Like you know, it's like buried. Like I tried to unsubscribe from something recently. I was like, oh yeah, that's through Google Pay or uh, oh Google. And I, oh, I have to go there now. Okay, I'll go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of. I think that, and then it's very easy to subscribe, of course. Yes. That's without saying. Yes. So, if I can jump on to what I'm watching, I actually I watched today on Disney Plus. Uh, a Taylor Swift documentary. Is a called oh, it? Fo- it was called Flo- Fo- Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. I believe it was the latest album. Yes. Okay. And I never, I hadn't listened to her newest album. I've listened to some Taylor Swift, so I'm not the hugest fan, but I'm a fan. Um, so this was the first time hearing her new album, and each song had a little kind of intro with her and uh, her two, like, bandmates. Not bandmates, but the two pe- two guys that do so instruments on her. got, like, a backing her. band. Yeah. Yeah. And each song had a little intro, kind of, like, a three-minute intro of, like, their process of how this song came to be. And... It was really cool, and it led into the song. The whole song played. It was them live. It was them uh, live. They filmed this back in September in a Long Pond studio. Like, that's the actual studio's name. I think it was somewhere in California. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was just, like, three friends talking about how these songs came to be. They played and it just kept going on to the next song like talk a little bit about the next song play it and it was cool they talked a little bit about like pandemic and like how things how this song this album of hers came to be where like um it's her eighth studio album and it was the first time she just like dropped it out of nowhere she she didn't even go to the studio to basically say like hey i want to release an album uh, she didn't give them like any like beforehand, and it seems like apparently... that's the move now, right? I feel like it now it's like a lot of artists, yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing that. Yeah, I, I remember. Don't you remember the days where artists released mu- new music like every two years or every three years? The Gaslight Anthem, an album like every two or three years. Yeah, that was kind of like well, with like certain bands, you know, certain, certain bands, bands yeah. like they can just keep pumping it out. Yeah. Oh, that's nowadays. I think starting, I want to say maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Uh, it just seems like artists, especially the more popular ones, they're just rolling out music every year. When before, mm-hmm. like no, like it took, I don't know, it took like Jay Z like two years to come out with his next album. Um, so it, it's. It's interesting. So, regardless, regardless, good, cool documentary. Two thumbs good. up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs and up. Made me appreciate the like album even more, kind of hearing it for the first time on there. So, good it's job. It's called Taylor Swift. Uh, Folklore, correct? Yes. I imagine it is folksier. Um, a little apt? bit. Yep. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, but a little bit, a good mix of everything that is Taylor Swift, and uh. One thing that she mentioned and I really liked was that 
she she did say that most of her previous albums were kind of like her talking about herself and her life. But this was the first time where she kind of didn't have to tell a story about herself and she could just tell like any story that like she wanted to like she could be more creative with this album and no no drama no drama Mm. and it was really cool and really interesting to get that back that little like uh, information before listening to the songs and i was like damn this makes me like this even more i'm like oh go taylor good job go her uh, so, yeah. Alright, so that was two thumbs up from Leo. We got up. for the uh, folklore uh, documentary. We got, uh, what did I fall on? About one thumb sideways for my local newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll hopefully have some better recs on my end next time. Um, yeah, number four in the can. Here we number go. Number four. We appreciate four. your listenership so far. Exactly. We're building. We're pushing it up, getting it out there, getting the content content to you. Giving the people what they want. What they need. You, you got what I need. (laughs) Whoever gets to this part of the podcast, they're getting a real treat. So this is some bonus content. This is when we're going to start asking for money. This is the kind of shit you get. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> the merch. The merch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, yeah, definitely give us a like on the platforms, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you dislike, what we can improve on. Give us some just who's who news. Let us know. Give us some topics. <laughs> See what's going right. on. Exactly. We'll talk to you soon. Catch you next time.